show where we don't just talk about fringe science and spirituality and claims to the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And this is our special Maximum Fun... Max Fun Week episode! Yay! So we get to tell you all about all the cool benefits of being a Maximum Fun member... Also, though, we're going to give you a follow-up on our Christian science yes. investigation. Yes. Because there's a lot more to say about there's Christian so science. Much. There's a lot to say. I'm super excited because Max Fun Week is my favorite week of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, me too, because we get a bunch of new subscribers, and they get all kinds of fun content, including we have an extra episode. Yes. So not only do you have our Christian Science episode and this follow-up Christian Science episode, but there is a bonus episode for members only. Carrie put this together. It's a blooper episode Uh that has all of our horrible... Oh, I wish that were all of them. It has has a bunch of them. (laughs) It has a bunch of our horrible outtakes. It's pretty fun. Ridiculous things we said. It is fun. But the only way you can get it is by becoming a member. If you're already a member, that's fine. You'll still get the bonus content. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So You get to feel like an insider. Exactly. Because you are. And becoming a member is just $5 a month to get that bonus episode. Right. And all the other bonus content from all the other shows. So other shows released bonus episodes, mm-hmm. little special interviews, it's not stuff just like us. that. And all sorts of other bonus goodies. And we'll tell you more about that, what you get for each level of subscribing. But let's launch into Christian Science. Christian Science Part 2. Now, uh, now I remember last time we'd mentioned Val Kilmer. Yeah. You had it right at the very beginning. Uh-huh. We never followed up with that. Oh, right. So Val Kilmer apparently is a Christian scientist. Mm-hmm. He definitely was raised in the religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys all, I would hope, know who Val Kilmer is. Um, yeah. You should, I mean, he was Batman. and Oh, he, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I guess I knew that. He was Batman in like the worst Batman films. And then, so you think of Batman, I think of At First Sight. And I'm not going to like blame him for that. You think of what? At First Sight, this movie where he plays a... Does he play a blind guy who falls in love with a woman, or is she blind? I think he's a blind guy. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, well. I think he's most iconic for his role in Top Gun. Where he plays oh, ice. right. I haven't seen that either. He's ice, right? Not good. Well, you haven't, se- know, you haven't, haven't seen, seen Top it. Gun? Uh-uh. Okay. My wife had a big crush on him growing oh, up. Like, forget okay. Tom Cruise. She had a, a crush on Val Kilmer. Gotcha. She'd kind of go from like one- Oh, wait. Top Gun. Yeah. That's the one with Tom Cruise. So that I've- Take my breath away. Yeah, yeah. And highway to the yeah, danger zone. I've seen it. Okay. I saw it on a bus at church camp. He was like the uh, the other cocksure pilot. Don't remember. So, Val Kilmer, now <laughs> that you know who he is, I'm glad we I could- I knew who he was. I'm glad we could help you with that. I already knew who he was. In fact, I went to his one-man show last year. I met you the listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> So he was raised in Christian science. Not only do I know this through the wonders of the internet, but our friend Spencer Marks, who you remember from our Raylian episodes. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. he uh, Uh, the listener, do. He went to school with Val Kilmer. Right, at Christian science school. At the same Christian science school. I think they were in different classes, but their families all know each other. Anyway, so recently Val Kilmer's been in the news because he's been suffering from Something. Some sort of throat cancer, I think. Yeah, the account was yeah. that he was bleeding like from the throat and yeah. not seeking medical attention for it. So, Val Kilmer, if you're listening, please see a doctor. <laughs> I know he's really into the show. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> he did do a one-man show for a few years, I think, where he played Mark Twain, and right. I saw it last year, and there's a big segment where he talks about Mary Baker Eddy. Yeah, I'd forgotten about, about that Mark until Twain. you mentioned it. I saw that, too. And Mark Twain was well-known for kind of writing against Mary Baker yeah. Eddy yeah. and how ridiculous Christian science was. But against in his Mark Twainy way, right? Right. Like, it's like, there's sort of a lovingness to it, you know? Yeah, there was like this, uh, I don't know if it's even begrudging respect mm-hmm. for Mary Baker Eddy and kind of her personal he charisma. Her. I kind of get the impression that he was like, this is naughty, but I just like you anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he wrote a bunch of fairly positive things about her and... Val Kilmer would selectively kind of choose those Mm -hmm. quotes to sing the praises of Mary Baker Eddy in the play. And I guess he's been working for a long time to launch a movie about the two of them. Yes. Yeah. Or I guess originally his Citizen Twain play was supposed to be sort of a launch pad for the whole thing with Mike mm. Twain and Mary Baker Eddy, which makes a lot of sense now. Because when I saw the play, I remember feeling like this is a weird diversion because I didn't yeah. know that he's Christian science. I didn't like pick up on the whole thing. Right. So he just suddenly was like, Mary Baker Eddy is the most interesting woman in America. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the hell? Why? Okay. why are you talking well, about her that's now? nice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. But it turns out that that quote he was saying where he does, he did call her the most interesting woman in America. But like two sentences later, it's like because she manipulated these people. Right. Right. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard our last episode, Mary Baker Eddy is the. Oh, wait. Sorry. She's she's the discoverer. And founder. Of Christian Science. Yes. Yes. Even if you did hear the last episode, like you might have missed that. Yeah. Some people didn't quite pick up on that. We should clear that up. So to clarify. I'm sorry, what was her name? Mary Baker Eddy. Mary Baker Eddy. The founderers are... The the, uh, discoverer... Discoverer and and founder of Christian science. Yes. Got it. Okay. And my friend Spencer, too, was saying that even having gone to a Christian science school that long, he wasn't still like quite able to get his mind around exactly what it was they believed. Mm -hmm. But he said that he remembered once for like a science project, he brought an anatomical book. To school, and it was mm. just like how the human body works. Right. And he was sent to the principal's office for this. No. And they're like, now I think you should know not to bring this kind of book. And he was really confused at the time, saying, yeah. like, well, but wait, it's just, like, it's not talking about healing or anything. It's just saying, you know, like, this is what the body's made of. I have lungs, you have lungs, right. I have a kidney, you have a kidney, I have a brain. Uh-huh. And he you says, presumably, he, he says, even at that tender age, you know, kind of left that one hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. And, you know, it seems like even within the church, I don't know that everyone even in the church is clear. They seem to have kind of differing views on how this all works, even oh. if there's a clear doctrinal position. Mm. I'm not sure that how to resolve knows the conflict. It. Yeah, well, because my boyfriend grew up with like a few Christian scientist friends, and he was like blown away when I told him, like, oh, yeah, they don't believe in germs because the ones he grew up with were just sort of like, yeah, well, you know, of course we believe in germs. Of course, like we go to the doctor. It's just like we think that you should spiritual heal first and foremost like Mm. that kind of thing and like there can be a spiritual cause of your discomfort it was like a pretty loosey-goosey okay yeah i imagine there's a a range a yeah spectrum there where you have people who are very strict Mm -hmm. you know all complete illusion can't address anything except by spiritual means right and those who maybe are a little more willing to play by the rules right of the material world it's just interesting because it seems like in so many other ways they play by the rules of the material world right they get, you know, 401ks, I'm sure, you know, and in, 
Insur- I don't know. Insurance plans for their building. Maybe I don't it's only say that that's true. If I don't know, maybe it's only where dictated by by law. But I mean, they mm-hmm. wear clothes. And yeah, right. They said we looked sharp. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's just an illusion. So it's weird. It's like they are willing to play by those rules of this imaginary world, mm-hmm. and yet not the rules of health for some reason. Right. I did. Or hygiene. <laughs> right. Emphasis carries. <laughs> the comforter. Hmm. Oh, Science and health with a key to with the scriptures. With key to the scriptures. Oh, right. Not I keep key. putting that article in, in there. I finally now memorized that title. Science and health with key to scriptures. <laughs> Science, health with key scriptures. Me, Jane, you, Tarzan. <laughs> this key to scriptures. Science and health with key to the scriptures. Good. Yeah. It talks about how you can follow the law of the land because she says if you're required to take a vaccination or something, just do it. It's fine. It won't have any effect on you anyway because, like, you know that it's not real, so it won't do anything. (laughs) Very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Try Um, to unscramble that one. Right, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, there's a law that you have to wear your clothes, right? So they're just following the law. Sure. But it seems like if someone just made a law that you have to take your kid to the doctor, they'd just be like, oh, okay. So I kind of feel like we should just like make these really draconian laws where we're like, gotta cough, gotta go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) To make sure they obey the law. Right. Yeah, clever. House Bill 1AB. Yeah. I'm being facetious, but it tempts me. And then also like there's a proposition in California to to drop the exemption for people who... Oh, who opt out of vaccines for belief reasons. Right. So there's, they want to get rid of that in California. And a lot of people were like, ah, but then people are just going to like hide what they're doing and they're going to maybe go to shady places for treatment or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I I think, I mean, the Christian scientists at least would just give them an excuse to do the safe thing and not feel like they were going against their church. Good idea. I'm pretty sure I've thought it all through. (laughs) Rely on that. Oh, another celebrity that I wanted to address is Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. Because when you bring up Christian science, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, didn't Jim Henson die because he was a Christian scientist? So apparently he kind of stopped practicing when he was in his 20s. Oh, and Jim Henson, by the way, is the creator of the Muppets. The discoverer and founder of the Muppets. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it was reported that he died of pneumonia, essentially. Okay. Bacterial infection. Just like Mary Baker Eddy. Yeah, that's right. So it could have been treated, but people close to him said, well, it wasn't because he was saying, oh, you know, all this world is an illusion. I can't see medical practitioners. Uh, Rather, it was just him saying, "Eh, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. I'm sure it'll go away. Mm -hmm. But you have to think those attitudes were kind of influenced by his upbringing. And I think probably, like, if you're brought up believing that that stuff is kind of evil, I feel like that would be the hardest thing to shake, would be the medical beliefs. Mm-hmm. I know people who grew up in a family where they didn't get vaccinated or thought that medicine was evil or whatever, and now they totally don't believe that, but they still have trouble, like, convincing themselves to get the MMR or go to the doctor Right. Because just, I mean, if you get that in your mind that, like, I'm injecting something evil into myself... Man, it's I hard mean, to shake that. Yeah, that would be really hard to get rid of. So maybe not directly responsible, but I'd say it played a role in Probably. us losing the uh, brilliant Jim Henson. Yeah. Oh, also, when we're looking into Christian science, the beliefs themselves, even though they were inspired by Phineas Quimby and, you know, seemed to come out of this kind of spiritualism movement, it also kind of harkened back to like early forms of Christianity. I thought of like docetism where... They believe that Jesus... Where they walk around museums and they're like... (laughs) Oh, that's docentism. Oh, okay. (laughs) Where uh, Jesus was believed not to be a physical form, you know, because God can't be 
a human, uh-huh. he can only be spirit. So he was just pretending to be a human and walking around and like he'd pretend to eat with them, but then he'd like throw the food in the nearest <laughs> potted plant or something like that. You know, that sort of idea. He's just bulimic. <laughs> right. So he was just a, an appearance. Anyway, so it kind of reminded me of that too. So there's elements in early Christianity and kind of Gnostic traditions, gotcha. that sort of thing. With this whole illusion thing, another thing I realized since our last episode as I was sort of mulling this over, I thought, okay, so if I have the illusion that I'm sick or disabled, that makes some internal sense. But then why do you see me as sick or disabled in the exact same way before I even tell you? Like, why do I see someone with, you know, a limp as having a limp before they tell me or someone (laughs) who has a stutter or someone who has a lazy eye? It's not like they walk up to you and they're like, hi, I'm Kat. I have a lazy eye, as you can see. Anyway, you know, I mean, you just see that. Yeah. Why are you suffering the same illusion that they are? Right. Especially if you're such a fine upstanding Christian scientist. Right. It's a good question. Maybe they don't see it. They don't. Oh, they don't see the illness at all. mm -hmm. Like, oh, you have to tell me. Right. (laughs) To the man on crutches. God, that would be amazing if someone claimed that. (laughs) I I don't know. I guess there's all the external signs, like someone coughing. But (laughs) I mean, even the cough, right? It's like, what is that? Like, if the illness itself is an illusion, then the cough is an illusion. It doesn't allow for the smallest poking of the exterior. Like, hey, okay, no, wait, how is this consistent with, you know, X? And it like immediately just falls apart. Right. So it makes you want to ask crazy questions that they're not going to give you the answer to anyway. So it's a really good point. But yeah, I'm sure they would just start telling you how, well, you see, it's all immaterial. Right. And it's an illusion. It's error that we think that we have disease. Right. Sure. Just like We've my friend that. who seemed to die. <laughs> right. My friend Brianna, who listens to this show. I hope she didn't seem to die. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if I was just like, my friend Brianna who listens to the show is dead and... <laughs> No, Uh, but she was telling me that her grandmother or great-grandmother was Christian science, and Brianna was like, yeah, she died when I was little, but actually it was an illusion. She's just fast asleep in an urn. (laughs) In an urn. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, pretty good. It's like a whole new genre of Christian science stand-up comedy. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah, why why did they burn her then? Or why bury somebody? They appear to be dead. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess you're burning something that doesn't exist anyway. The material world doesn't exist. So it just brought back to mind Tony Alamo and his wife that he had yes. sitting there as a corpse in the yes. church for three months. Uh, yeah, maybe longer. But yeah, I had people praying over her thinking she'd come back to life. Oh, man. And Mary Baker Eddy, same kind of deal. There was at least one person who said she was going to come back from the dead. And I'm going to start my list. Reasons you may be in a cult. Number one, <laughs> there's a dead body sitting around being prayed over. It seems like that's awfully specific. Like, there might not be that many people who are like, that's me! (laughs) (laughs) What's on the list, though? Gotcha. And Ross, I also got this book, The Life of Mary Baker Eddy and the History of Christian Science. Oh, yeah. Um, The authorship is, like, kind of complicated. It was a group effort. Yeah, But largely written by... It seems like it was largely written by Willa Cather, but she may have just served as sort of, like, an editor role. It's kind of... Hazy. Okay. Yeah, and she said she didn't want to take credit for it. And yeah, then she, she did. said different things at different times. But anyway, it's at least partly influenced by Willa Cather. So uh, I've been looking here and there at it. It's a pretty big tome, but it definitely persuaded me that Mary Baker Eddy just completely ripped off Phineas Quimby. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it seems like she just. 
She was a student of his. She just took his shit and ran with it. Like, it just couldn't be more clear if this, if this book is accurate. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A few other things about Christian science. They don't have baptism. Right. And in fact, uh, I found on their website, there's like a certificate that you can kind of print out and show people because I guess in various places they'll ask like, oh, where's your kind of evidence of baptism you know, mm. to make sure you're a Christian? But you can show them this statement that says, as mother church employees have traveled the world meeting with members, one interesting thing they've learned is that in some countries, people may be asked to provide evidence of baptism in order to participate in certain public activities, such as mm. voting or school attendance. Wow. Well, and this is from the clerk of the mother church. Since baptism has an important and specific meaning to the teachings of Christian science, it caused us to think about what such a statement might look like. While your branch church may find a different approach, here's one example at the bottom we hope might help our readers to think of baptism in a fresh way. So yeah, it's the statement of baptism, essentially just saying that, yeah, we don't actually baptize people, but you know, you can consider them right. a member of our church. They practice baptism daily by studying Sure, don't we all? I take a baptism every day. By studying the word of God and living their lives in a way that gives evidence they are being bathed in spirit and thus cleansed of sin. And then there's like a little place where you can sign. So yeah, if you're well, worried, you know, like, oh no, what if I'm a Christian scientist and I want to get baptized? At least you can download this form from their website. It's also written a little holier than thou. Like, oh, oh, you want to know if they got baptized once? They get baptized every fucking day because they're Christian science. You know, this this brings back like a little point of discomfort for me because I remember in sixth grade writing something because they were asking like when you accepted the Lord. Uh-huh. And I wrote a story and I said how something like, you know, well, I was raised in this and, you know, I accepted when I was very young, but recently I recommitted myself to God. And the teacher wrote in the margin, and I kind of had a crush on her too, Miss Stewart, you only need to accept Christ once. Something like that. And I remember I was like, well, I was like, I know that, you know, but I, like I was young then and I know better now. Oh, and I was right. like defensive about this. Right. Oh, geez. Thanks a lot, Mrs. Stewart. Oh, goodness. So I, yeah, I still carry that, you know, like I, I saw this graphic recently of someone lying down with their eyes open and they're like, that thing I said five years ago was so stupid. <laughs> it's one of those things that will come back every now and then and kind of haunt totally. me. Totally. But she was the one. She was the one. Also, no hell. I know we mentioned that, but they don't believe that no that's hell. a Yeah, oh, yay. Woo. All right. All right. <laughs> never, that. Never mind that the Bible talks about, you know, how the worm dieth not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the reasons that Denise, the woman I spoke to, said that she got into Christian science because at the time her Baptist church was preaching so much about fire and brimstone damnation. She liked this a lot better. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Sure. Well, wait. So you said the worm dieth not, but I think they would just say everyone goes to heaven, right? Or no? Well, they'd say that this is heaven. This is heaven. Yeah. But when you... Everything's already perfect. What more could you want, Carrie? <laughs> right. But when you quote unquote die, your spirit goes somewhere. I mean, because it continues. That's their whole thing. You're not really dead. So are you here yeah. on this Yeah, plane? you're still just doing your thing. You're just here on yeah. Earth? I asked her about like reincarnation. Nope, you don't come back or anything. It's just you continue on. You're always a spiritual idea. You continue to be a spiritual. But are you, I mean, are you What don't you understand, around, Carrie? <laughs> are you like walking around Hollywood? Like if I die here, will I like just go get a donut next Apparently, door? Apparently, because that, that man that uh, Mary Baker Eddy brought back from the dead after he fell down the stairs, he said he was still just doing his thing and she kind of brought him oh, back. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. 
Does it make so sense? No, but is that we, what they believe? Yes. Why do we temporarily have this illusion <laughs> that we do exist? Like, why Yeah, well, now? then why would you be born? Why were you not there during, you know, the, the Inquisition or... Yeah. And why get pregnant? It's like you're taking a soul and forcing it to have an illusion for a while. I was hoping that, like, when I was asking those questions, she would give something kind of like the Mormon idea of spirit babies waiting right. behind the veil and then being Need introduced. This sort of test period. Yeah, and is there, like, some fixed number of these spiritual ideas? But no, we're all just part of God and there's... Yet yeah, she didn't seem to have any kind of answer for that, like what happens before. And my suspicion would be that it's never been covered in the, you know, 55 plus years she's been a member of the uh-huh. church. Yeah. So it's not a part of their beliefs. Yeah. The Mormons definitely have thought this through a lot more. Yeah. At least they've got that convenient veil. Oh, you just forgot all of that. Right. But at least you were there. Yeah, the Mormons figure out like what won't make sense to the average person and they do little tap dances around it and have pre-written answers. But right. these people are just like, oh, that's interesting that you think that. Restatement anyway. of belief. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> right. There's no like Jesus coming back to earth, you know, with uh, fire and blood or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, oh, we're already in heaven. Your kingdom is come. Mm. Clap, 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 Thank clap, you. Clap, 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 Thank clap, you. Clap. Yeah, this this sort of like difficulty in even explaining what you believe might have something to do with their numbers seeming to drop quite a bit. It seems like the church is, yeah. is I don't want to say dying. It might not be at that point, but it's it's faltering. Yeah, there's statistics out there and showing that churches are closing. Mm-hmm. The number of practitioners has halved in mm-hmm. the past 40 years. And so all the trends are downward. And again, the practitioner isn't just someone who practices Christian science. It's like their version of a nurse or doctor. Right. And also, since they don't do any missionary type work, they don't try to spread their message. So that's always kind of a right. nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's like just one step above the shakers, wasn't it? Like mm-hmm. who are like, do not have children. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's a way to spread your movement. And of course, they died off. They're gone. I think there are still four. Are there, I, there's, are there four shakers? There's one. Yeah, I think it's the shakers. There's one segment like that, one of those like ascetic monks who live in like this one house in Pennsylvania or whatever. I thought they were long gone. Okay, interesting. I mean, I think for all, all intents and purposes they are, but because these people aren't going to have kids and don't share their religion. But. <laughs> so, yeah, they are uh, dwindling in numbers. Now, Ross, speaking of practitioners, you and I are both feeling sick. And actually, we're coming out of the woods, but we were feeling really sick. Oh, man, yes. We both went to practitioners, but, 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 but. Before we hear about that, I want to talk about my favorite week of the year, please. Max Fun Week. What? It's our Max Max Fun Week now. We are supported by our listeners who are members. Entirely, 100%. That's all we get. Who are members of Maximum Fun. So we spend a lot of money on these investigations. (sighs) It's true. And all the other things that come with making a podcast. So it's really helpful. That we have money coming in, that we can mm-hmm. afford to do these things and make plans for more investigations in the future. Yep. So when you sign up at MaximumFun.org and then click on Donate, mm-hmm. that helps us. Well, when you actually go through the process and sign <laughs> up. Don't just click on it and leave. <laughs> like, I did my job. <laughs> done my duty Ross for the day. said to click on this. <laughs> and done. When you sign up to support us, that means then that we get money that we can use towards our investigations. So. Yep. 
please. This week is the best time. This this is absolutely the best time for you and for us. Mm-hmm. So when you go on, you want to pick all the shows at Max Fun that you listen to. And if we're the only one, awesome. That means we get all your dough. Yeah. But pick pick whatever shows you listen to. Click those all. You don't have to choose your favorites or yeah, anything. Yeah, you no longer have to choose your favorite. You just say, you know what? I like Judge John Hodgman and I like Ono, Ross, and Carrie and whoever else you like. Yep. And then if you donate $5, you get mm-hmm. bonus content. If you donate... This is a monthly donation. So if you right. sign up for recurring donations, you can do one time. But all these benefits come for recurring donors. Right. So it's a good way to spread your donation out over the course of the year. But let's say you decide to become a member in two months. That's awesome. And we will love you. And we will send you a thank you email if you write to us. But you won't get any of the bonus gifts. Yeah, so this is the, the best gifts. time. This is the best time. So if you donate at $10 a month, you get a drive exclusive tote bag. Mm-hmm. And if you live in California, you need as many tote bags as you can get. Because, <laughs> because we like have to buy bags. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Go to the grocery store and get mm-hmm. plastic bags mm-hmm. or paper bags. Bring no, your reusable on. bags. Bring your reusable Max Fun single time issue, one of a kind, pledge drive bag. And then all the people at the checkout counter will be like, oh, what's that? And then you'll get to tell them about Maximum Fun. We're just convincing all the introverts to listen to Yeah, right. Like, I'm uh, never getting oh, that don't, tote bag. Don't want to get in that situation. <laughs> uh, at $20 a month, uh, you get the in-flight power pack. So you get a mobile device charger, a collapsible water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and pilot wings. The kind that you used to get if you would go into the cockpit and talk to the pilot. They'd mm-hmm. give you the little wings. Now they don't do that anymore because of terrorism. So the only but, way to get them is to get max fun wings. That's right. And at every level, you get everything that came before that. So you also get the exclusive tote bag. You also get, of course, the exclusive bonus content that you get at $5 per month or above. Mm-hmm. So each level comes with the previous levels. Now, if you get really fancy with this, $35 per month, you get a pair of rocket engraved shot glasses. Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. So I could play the Ono Ross and Carrie drinking game <laughs> out of right. my rocket shot glasses? Yes, you could. Holy crap. At $100 a month, you get membership in the Inner Circle the monthly culture club. So you get like, Whoa. you get uh, stuff sent to you like books and movies, uh, things that have been recommended by, by a host. Yeah. Like people like us. So we got to do this one time. We recommended a movie and they sent it to everybody in the inner circle and we got to tell them why we liked this movie so much. It was fun. Exactly. So also, if you want to get in at the top tier, there is a $200 a month plan and you get free registration for Max Fun Con 2016. Whoa. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Because it's highly sought after. I mean, that's only a few months worth of donations before you break even. We were there last year and we taught a class on how to bend spoons and read minds. Yeah. Yeah, how to be psychic. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And by the way, we're sending all of our current members a small gift in early March. So if you're already a member, you can look for that. But remember, if you decide to upgrade, like let's say you give $5 a month now. This is a good time to upgrade. And you decide to do $10. Well, ho, ho, ho. Now you get the $10 gift just for upgrading. It's almost as if you're a new member. But I know what you really want to hear about is our interaction with the Christian science practitioners. I want to hear about yours. You haven't told me about yours, and I haven't told you about mine. Yeah, though We should first mention, too, we called somebody who we had read about. In yeah. one of, we, we told you that uh, Christian science will collect people's stories of mm-hmm. healings, and they publish them. Testimonies. 
Yeah, their testimonies. And so we read this one about a man who had a stroke, all the symptoms of an early onset stroke. Right, exactly. And my dad had one of these. Oh, no. Yeah, where like you have a stroke, but you stay almost conscious the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, just all of a sudden you're really dizzy. You feel like I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke and then it kind of goes away. Well, your brain probably did have a stroke. It was just so brief that like the blood was restored to your brain and, you know, you're able to regain consciousness. But when my dad had it, he went to the ER because he's not Christian science. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, they did a, an MRI of his brain. And they were like, we see the minute damage. You had a stroke. And it's really good. It's good when you have warning strokes because that means you can make changes in your lifestyle to try to make sure you don't have a big stroke that kills you or disables you. Yeah, so my dad lost a bunch of weight. He started drinking and smoking a little less. I think he still does both of those things, but... You know, he tried to to make some lifestyle changes. A good warning sign that yeah. uh, didn't put him in a serious condition. Right. And he lost a bunch of weight. So, And I guess like in about one third of the cases, like people who have that, they go on to have a more serious stroke. So, Oh, a third. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it can be definitely warning. So we were worried about this guy immediately. Yeah, because we were like, oh, shit. His way of handling it was to just realize that this was imaginary. Right. And so he had left his name and it was distinguishable enough mm-hmm. that, you know, we thought, oh, we could look him up. Uh, his name and his city. Right. Yeah. So we knew where he lived. So we looked him up and sure enough, we found like a phone number for this guy. Mm-hmm. So we just called him. <laughs> like, oh, this is not going to be awkward. Right. <laughs> I know. All. I'm glad you did it. I just said, oh, hi, is Tom there? And kind of an older lady said, you know, I was half expecting like, I'm sorry, he's not available. He's temporarily unavailable. <laughs> oh, God. I was hoping I wouldn't yeah, hear how that. would they say that? I guess they would probably just say he's deceased because they would think, oh, the rest of the world will understand oh, that. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So oh, an older woman said, oh, I'll go get him. And I'm like, okay, scrambling. Well, what am I going to say? <laughs> She's <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> I'm Tom. Uh, so yeah, he came on the phone eventually. It took a while. He said, hello? I said, you know, I, I just read your story and I wanted to know how you were feeling because it was a number of years ago that you wrote that. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but uh, but yeah, it, you know, totally worked. Christian science works and I feel great. I feel great. Oh, good. It's like, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And I'm like trying to taper off the conversation. Like, well, <laughs> what do I say now? Like, I know it's weird that I called you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's something like, you know, I hope it's okay that I called you. Sorry, but I just, you know, I, I wanted to see, you know, how you were doing. And he's like, oh, I really appreciate the call. And maybe that was just his way of like, I need to say something to this guy. Uh-huh, sure. I don't know if he really appreciated me calling, sure. but he was really sweet about it. Yeah, he so, sounds nice. So he is all right. You know, that also reminds me of someone that I need to call. I found this article from the New York Times a while back. This is like early 2000s, I think, okay. where they talked to a guy who was like the head of PR for Christian Science at the time. Oh, right. And he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's a tragedy that so many Christian science children have died from lack of treatment, and that would never happen in today's church, and I wouldn't encourage that type of behavior at all. And he didn't outright say, I would tell you to go to the doctor, Mm. but like nothing else could be inferred from what he was saying. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is... Very surprising and completely counter to our experience at our local church. Yeah. So, it's like they were turning a new leaf very clearly. Yeah. Through their public spokesperson. Right. But like seven years ago. So what's going on? So I went and looked that guy up and he stopped being the head of PR like that year. That same year. Yeah. yeah. A few months later. So I was like, wait a minute. But 
I went and looked. He does continue to have a blog. He's still Christian science. He still talks about all the stuff you'd expect a Christian scientist to talk about. And I emailed him and I asked like, oh, you know, I saw that you weren't in the PR biz anymore. You know, I wondered if you stepped down or like what happened. And he said, well, actually in Christian science church, like we sort of rotate in and out of those positions. So okay. your tenure is expected to expire at some point. Hmm. You know, hmm. okay. who knows? But uh yeah, so, you know, I accepted that at face value. But he said to give him a call if I wanted to talk more about Christian science. So maybe hey. I will. Hey, okay. Maybe I will. Yeah. I don't know. See what my schedule allows. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> All right. But another reason that I didn't call him is because I've been sick, yes. as have you. Yes. Tell me about your sickness. Oh, man. So I've had this, like, chronic cough. And it started a number of years ago, but, like, I had... Years ago? Yeah. Well, I had bronchitis... Uh, like in 2008. And then I had this cough that followed it up for like a month afterwards. It would not go away. It was just racking, awful cough. And so now every time I get like really sick from a cold or flu, I get left with this lingering cough. Mm. So even after I'm done being communicable, Mm -hmm. I'm still just coughing. I think that's typical though, don't you think so? Because you just kind of, your insides get raw. I guess so. But it seems like mine really extends a lot longer. Yeah. So I got sick right before Christmas mm-hmm. and that one stayed with me off and on like for this last three months essentially. Oh, okay. And so recently I got sick again and it just intensified it. And so at work I was just sitting there like coughing like an idiot and then like I had to take days off. I definitely, when I hear someone coughing, I'm like, that's, that idiot. that's an idiot. <laughs> that dumbass. Doesn't he know he's perfect? What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot see that 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 brings it back now laughing so yeah i'm finally starting to get over this but yeah it was really bad and really uncomfortable and it was like i'd wake up in the middle of the night coughing and that's the first sign of a delusion is that you wake up in the middle of the night from it right right (laughs) when you're not thinking about it at all so i called up a christian science practitioner so the website gives you these phone numbers for the various people so you can look up someone in your area right so i found a guy nearby his name is roberto and at this point you're thinking you want someone nearby so you're gonna have to go in and see him i emailed him to ask you know oh is it okay if i call you yeah sure anytime within reasonable hours so Uh so i did one evening and the phone rang for a long time and then there was like just this pause and silence i'm like hello Hello? So, I don't know. It must have been some kind of forwarding system or something. Oh, uh-huh. Well, like a good 10 seconds later, then all of a sudden I hear, hello? Oh, hi. Is this Roberto? Oh, yes. And I said, oh, this is Ross. And I described my cough at length. And I'm sure the whole time he's just sitting there like, why are you telling me about this? <laughs> like, uh, he seemed to kind of politely just be like, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, all right. You can stop telling me about this now. Right. And so, first thing he said was just very quick, like, all right, well, I'll get busy as soon as I get home from church and we'll just see the nothingness of this. You, you have dominion and nothing can take it away from you. So I'll get busy and insist on that fact. And and that was it. Like he said that and like the implication was, all right, we're done with the phone call now. Right. Like, wait, you'll get busy. So I said, "Uh, okay. And so he just reestablishes, you are a spiritual idea and a spiritual idea has not a single element of error. And that was like such Christian science speak. Right. Okay. This whole thing is just crazy language. He said, and this truth removes properly whatever is offensive. Mrs. Eddie said that. Okay. Wow. And yeah. Who's that? 
Oh, um, Mrs. Eddie, that's referring to Mary Baker Eddy. She oh, was the, dis- the discoverer and founder. Oh, you know that? Yeah, yeah she's yeah. the discoverer Christian and founder Science. of Christian yeah, Science. Yeah, okay, I've heard mm-hmm. that somewhere. So, uh, so I was like, all right. He said, "Now I'll get busy as soon as I get home from church." And I was like, "Okay, wait, you're getting busy. So, so do you need me involved in that at all?" <laughs> it's like, no, I can do that from here. Kind of thing. He said, uh, "No, that's all right." <laughs> I said, "All right." He's like, "But you can give me a call again tomorrow if you want." Okay. And that was it. And it's like, all right, leave me alone now. I'm going to get real busy on helping you realize that there's what nothing to on this. on earth? That's bizarre. That was my treatment. Well, that's almost as weird as mine. <laughs> okay, what happened with you? I've also been feeling sick, Ross. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have. I think I might have mono, actually. But oh, man. I've had symptoms that have just been coming and going, and it's just like every possible one. It's like, oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, my back hurts. Where you my should be careful is. who uh. you kiss. I know, I know. So I wanted to go to a practitioner too. Yeah. And when I called the one from Hollywood. We've been so sick, it's ridiculous. I know. I called the only one in Hollywood, and his name is Julio. You had Julio, I had Roberto. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a couple of Hispanic names. Roberto. Okay. Do you want me to wait while you... Roberto. Okay, very good. Okay. So he's in Hollywood, and and I, too, expected to go see him, and he was like, oh, no, we usually do a phone consult. And I realized later, like, of course (laughs) they do. Why, if you don't get any medicine, why would you keep seeing sick people over and over? Right. I have festering pus coming from my arm. Can I see you? No, let's do this over the phone. Right. (laughs) It'll be fine. And especially when you have, like, a clearly airborne, you're like, <coughs> I'd love to come see you. Like, <laughs> right. You know, I'm actually quite busy. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> so, okay. So I call this guy. He's really nice. Really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I called him. He had to call me back. But when he called, he was like, Carrie, Carrie, oh, I'm so glad I get to talk to you. Why don't you just go ahead and tell me anything you have to get off your chest? Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, like therapy. Right. Yeah, I was like, get off my chest. And then I had trouble, maybe you didn't, but I had trouble like explaining my symptoms because I was like, I don't know if I'm using the right language since oh, I'm you talking wanted, about my physical body. You didn't want to use these plebeian terms of <laughs> right. disease that yeah. the hoi polloi uh, <laughs> suffer. <laughs> right. So I was like... Well, you know, I've only been going to Christian Science Church for a few weeks, so I I understand the concepts in sort of a layman's way, but this is the first time I've called a practitioner. I'm sorry, I'm a muggle. Right. <laughs> so it's like, but I feel like my head hurts a ton, and I'm sleeping a lot, and my throat hurts, and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, well, the first thing we should do is, is check your emotional state. And you may find nothing. There may be nothing that you're worried or stressed about. Yeah. But, but if there is, we want to deal with that first. So let me ask you, what's bothering you? And I was like, mm, uh, well, I'm in grad school. That's a little stressful, but mostly just in like a time management sense. doesn't feel like emotionally stressful, you mm-hmm. know. He's like, okay, okay. So if that doesn't stand out, that's fine. Anything else? And I was like, no, actually, like things are pretty good. I can't really think of something that's really upsetting me. And he's like, okay, no, that's good. I trust you. I believe you. That's fine. Now, okay, so Carrie, our immune system gets challenged by viruses or anything else. Whoa, what? Yeah, right? <sighs> and then he said, and your emotional state will lower your immune system. Oh, whoa. And then... and He's so, making up his own doctrine. So I let him talk for a little bit, and then I was like, okay, I'm actually like pretty surprised to hear you say virus and immunity, because 
you know, the people at my church who are really, really nice, they don't believe in viruses. And he said, yeah. he said, well, that makes you stupid, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then he said, that's like saying, are there birds? I don't know if there are birds. Are there viruses? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. yeah. I mean, okay. I like this guy, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's not like, Christian science. Right? Okay, so. Weird. And then he said, uh, do you believe in love? And I said, yeah. And he's like, but you know that there's hate. You know that there's bad. So why do you still believe in love? And I was like, because uh, I see evidence of love. And this is not the conversation you were expecting. Right. And then he's like, well, so it's the same way. You know, a lot of Christian scientists, they want to say there can't be evil because there is good. But that doesn't make any sense. We see evil everywhere. Let's be reasonable. <laughs> this guy's a rebel. I know. So I, 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 I was like flabbergasted. I kept not knowing what to say because I was caught between like, no, I totally agree with you. And like, but I'm trying to go along with your thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do right now. So he said, you are constructed by more than your physiology or your psychology. Okay. You are a spiritual being. You are majestic and brilliant and glorious. Ooh. So you do want Thank to like... Thank you, Julio. I know. So he's like, so you do want to like meditate on that and think on that because if your stress level or your emotional levels are out of whack, you know, that can have a physical effect. And, you know, I'm willing to follow him that far. Yeah. But deep within, there's a masterpiece of beauty and faith. God is infinite grace. Uh, and then he said, you know, you said that people at the Hollywood church tell you that... There's no such thing as disease. Well, that's why you see an empty church. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, he did say at one point, I wrote this down, he said, I just choose to believe in some things, which I thought was a pretty honest thing to say. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things he chooses to believe. Okay, fine. And he's listed on the official website. Yes. Hold on. I'll get there. So uh, he said, just keep telling yourself, diseases don't define me. Beauty and good defines me. There's plenty of evil, and you can't ignore all the suffering, but you can still focus on how you're beautiful and good. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's great. Um, so I'm sorry I don't like being impertinent, but so do you go to the doctor? And he said, of course I do. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> wow. And then he said, I wrote this down too. This is a direct quote. He said, religion in, of, in and of itself is stupidity. <laughs> And you're running into religious nuts that turn that into dogmatism. Whoa. I mean, if religion is perfect, why didn't it end slavery? And all these things that have been going on for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, in his book, Mary Baker Eddy was quite a religious nut then. Yeah, I guess so. And so and so at this point, I'm like you. I'm thinking like, why is this guy even on the website? Yeah. So I, I said, and I was so nervous. I was like, but I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, I, I found you on on the website and, yeah. and he was like yes and i said um <laughs> but you you do consider yourself christian science and he was like oh yes of course because that's where i start from some people start from uh the quran or some people start from oh another denomination of christianity and that's where they work from to find their spirituality i work from christian science but i am a spiritual being does that make sense I was like, yeah, no, that makes total sense. You know, to be honest with you, my intuitive sense is to agree with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I've been, I try to listen to all viewpoints and 
people at the church have been telling me different things. So I was expecting to hear more along what they said. And he was like, yes, but they're idiots. Oh, my goodness. I know. I think you would be so, like, uh, fast and loose with saying stuff like that. So I wonder if he maybe was one of the people who, remember when we first went to the church, they told us, well, right now we don't have a practitioner associated with us. We used to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe he just hasn't been kicked off the website and it was him. Oh, Maybe. Maybe. I mean, obviously. Because he was a local person. Right. And I, I mean, oh. I'm that's completely speculative and I didn't feel comfortable asking him. But, but I wonder what the mother church in Boston would say if they knew right? that this guy was saying what I he's know. saying. I know. And then I thought, I kind of wanted to like get their impressions, like tell them what he said, but I don't want to out him. I want people to call this guy. Yeah, right. Oh, man. But yeah, that was my experience Wild. with Julio. And, and then I was like, okay, well, thanks. You give me a lot to think about. And he's like, okay, that's it. Goodbye. And I was like, wait, wait, do I need to pay you? And he said, consider this one a gift. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess like usually you pay oh. them like 20 bucks or something via PayPal or Square. Oh, okay. But I don't think they usually like really make a big stink about it for okay. first timers. Especially right. since all you got was, I'll be working on that. Thank yeah, I'm going to work on that really hard. <laughs> So yeah, it's not shocking. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Oh my it. goodness. Because at first, like the first thing he said kind of reminds me a bit of some of the stories we read, like the guy in the parking lot where, you know, it was just his, him being upset about something that caused him to have this delusion about his leg hurting. Oh, right. So it's mm-hmm. like he was looking for this emotional explanation for what ails you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it quickly transitioned into this harsh censure mm-hmm. of the church. That's impressive. I'm blown away by that guy. But yeah, so this comes back to what I was saying earlier that like, I'm not even clear if people in the church are agreeing on like fundamental pieces of their religion. Yeah. Because I know, of course, like we all know those liberal Christians who like completely disavow a lot of the central tenets of Catholicism, but still consider themselves Catholic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you still get the sense that like the Catholic church would say, no, you're not Catholic. But mm-hmm. with these people, I'm like, I'm not even sure if the church would say you're not Christian science because yeah. they seem, they just seem so segmented. Right. And it's interesting because it seems in many religions there are offshoots. You know, there mm-hmm. are little branches that, you know, say, oh, well, you know, we're still Scientologists, but we don't like mm-hmm. how the church is being run right now, but we still believe this tech, these methods. Right. And others will be like, oh, well, you know, uh, we're Mormons and we still believe in polygamy. So we're the fundamentalist Mormon right. church. But I haven't seen anything like that with Christian science where there's like a mm-hmm. splinter. Group. seems early on there was maybe like uh, some people who were trying to kind of take over. But yeah, you think that there would be like a subgroup that would be like, oh, well, we actually accept medicine and mm-hmm. somehow reconcile right. that. And Seems like that's where the church would need to go if it's going to survive. Be more In two senses, yeah. Be more like Julio, yeah, exactly. It seems like there's this discord, and I wonder what the numbers are there. How that would break down? Yeah, me too. I really wish there were information on like things like average life expectancy for Christian scientists and so on. But right. they're not going to doctors. They don't trust scientists. Of course, there's no data. Yeah, that, right, because that's where you would get that data right. is from scientists. That's interesting, though, because that would kind of tell you, hey, what what in this modern life is your life expectancy without medical yeah. treatment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and I mean, obviously, a lot of these people live to be 100 and great. It's just that, you sure. know. Are they, they outliers? Lucky. Probably got lucky. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the whole world is an illusion. A great religion for people who are just kind of generally healthy. And and maybe that's why they don't reach out, mm-hmm. uh, again, is because the, they don't want to bring in a bunch of people who are problem cases and don't fit mm-hmm. neatly into mm-hmm. their fairly well-to-do, uh, non-sick 
ranks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I myself, I'm really bad about going to see the doctor. I almost never do. Usually I'm pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think I could have survived okay thus far. I had Uh never broken a bone. I I needed stitches once when I was a kid. Uh, But other than that, I think I would have done just fine. I've broken my arm. I got E. coli last year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I get migraines, terrible migraines. Mm, mm-hmm. I've been to doctors up the wazoo, Ross. Maybe and not I'm the religion for you. For them. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's our general update for Christian science, but. Roberto, Roberto, mm-hmm. said I could call him back, and I haven't yet. So, so maybe let's uh, let's call him back. But see what wait, happens. before we do, yes. I want to talk just a little bit about Max Fun Week before okay. we get to your call. Yes, yes. So again, this is the week to contribute to Maximum Fun because we are trying to reach two thousand new and sustaining members. Please, please sign up. Also, you'll feel awesome every time you listen. You'll feel a sense of ownership. And I can say I was a Max Fun member before we joined the network. And it and it did. It gave me like a feeling that I was supporting good art. Yeah. It's it's kind of rare. I mean, right now most art is supported just supported commercially, right? So other than mm-hmm. my donations to NPR, I never felt like I was directly just saying like, good job creating this thing that I love to to oh. listen to or watch, you know? Right. But this was something where I could just be like, I like the art you make. Good job. And here's some money. Yeah. You know, it actually really did make me feel good. So I hope other people feel that way about us. It contributes materially to my life. I like to contribute to it as well. Yeah. There are also challenge donors who, yes. who have pledged every time that one of you signs up, they will give a nickel or a dime uh, or a quarter towards a Maximum Fund as well. So your donation will also be amplified by mm-hmm. others. Yeah. And it will go towards supporting all the shows that you listen to at MaximumFund.org. So to donate, you go to MaximumFund.org. You click on Donate. Mm-hmm. You select the membership level that's right for you. And then you'll give your credit card, some other basic information. And, and voila, you're and a member. You're a member. That's all it takes. You can go brag to your friends. And then your donation will process automatically each month. You don't have to do anything else. And this is the time to do it. Because if you sign up this week, you get all of those extra pledge bonuses. You get this bonus content. Again, as we told you, our blooper episode. And just the way things are broken down, when you join this week, it has the most benefit for us. So please, 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 if you've been listening to the show for years and you've never given, if you've been listening to the show for years and you have given, but just a little and you could give it a boost... Please, please give today. Do it now while you're listening. You can do it from the browser on your phone, MaximumFun.org. Do it, please. Woohoo. So, Ross. Yes. You're going to call your practitioner? Yeah, let me So, see. we're just going to hear your side of the conversation. This feels like a reasonable hour to call him. Oh, for sure. We're so. recording this at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. And we were told that these practitioners, like, this is their primary job. Oh, really? They're, they don't have, like, a day job? That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, though. Okay. All right. Let me call him up. All right. It's ringing. Oh, hi, Roberto. This is Ross Blotcher. Uh, I'd called a few days ago about a cough. So, um, you know, I'm doing a lot better. I really am. I still have a little bit of a cough, though. Is there anything else I should do? Okay. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that before, that a spiritual idea has not an element of error. So, so I'm, j- I'm just curious. Well, what is it that you do when you do a, a treatment? Okay. He's getting a piece of paper. And he says he prays for a person to realize that there is one mind, there is one God. That, that's what he does during a uh, mm. treatment. Oh, and he speaks English, French, and Italian. Okay. Now, I, I'm just curious, Roberto. Are you a full-time practitioner? 
Okay. So you don't hold any other jobs. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. It's $20 for a treatment. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so you want my information? Oh, no. It's uh, not, not Roth. Yeah, SS. R-O-S-S. Oh, okay. You live nearby, huh? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Is he going to send you an invoice or something? Yeah, he's going to send me a bill now. Cool. So, so let, let this be a lesson, everybody. Don't call back. <laughs> So because I asked him, like, is this your full time job? And he says, oh, yes. I said, oh, so you don't have any other work. And he said, oh, no, Uh, which brings me to the subject of billing (laughs) of payment. And so he wanted my address. So so I just gave my address. He got the zip code wrong, but I'm sure it'll still get to me. So for $20. And he wanted to call me Roth, Roth Blotcher. (laughs) So for $20. What'd you get? Yeah, and that, that's per session. So I presume he's going to send me a bill for $40. Oh, dear. So we got the conversation we had earlier. Right. And the one we just had now, which he just kind of reiterated, oh, well, you know, when I give one of my treatments, I am praying for that person to realize that this is just an error. And, and he kind of used the same quote from Mary Baker Eddy. And he also said this time that it all comes back to the first commandment, which is that there is only one mind, which is interesting because that's not that's what the, not first, the first commandment. No, no. Again, read your Bibles, Christian scientists. Lord your God, you shall have no, no other gods besides me. That's great. So now I've given him my personal address and I've got a bill, I guess, for $40 coming my way. Cool. And he lives nearby so he can come bang down your door. <laughs> yeah, right. If you I don't, don't pay, pay up. Cool. Well, enjoy that. So we need your support yes, financially <laughs> so I can pay my Christian science please. practitioner bill. <laughs> All right. Don't call your guy back. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah, please go to Maximum. <clears throat> oh, and I stole my cough. Yeah, please go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate and support poor, sick Ross Blotcher. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize I'd call back and he'd be like, oh, now you got to pay up. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's why he was going for the piece of paper. I hope he just charges you 20 Maybe the first one's a freebie. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. That crossed. was a full treatment. Yeah, it he seems was, like he's going to He, he got busy. He got real busy. Right. What a cushy job. Yeah, just right? take these these calls and tell people you'll pray for them. Well, and is he getting enough revenue from yeah, that? Yeah, true. He sounds like an older fellow. Maybe he's in retirement. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. I have a feeling my guy has another job. He breaks all the rules, Ross. Uh-huh. He is a maverick. Okay, wait, wait. Do we want to adjust any of our ratings now? Because I think my pocket drainer value just went up from before it was a oh, one. Oh, okay. And I think it just went up Sure, to, just adjust that one. What does it go up to? I'll say three. Oh, okay. All right. Because if you're regularly calling for that, for someone to pray for you yeah. to help you realize that it's an illusion, not worth 20 Certainly bucks. Certainly not worth it. And he was telling me, though, like, if you call back multiple times in one day, mm-hmm. I'll only charge you $20 for that. Oh, wow. Okay. He just gives it and gives it and gives. Yeah, I'll say uh, 2.53, yeah. I mean, it is cheaper than going to the doctor. And it is completely (laughs) as if you did nothing. Well, you don't know. I suspect. Okay, but you don't know. I don't know. You did say you feel better. That's true. I also did go to a real doctor who gave me antibacterials that I've been taking. Antibiotics, you mean? Uh, Antibacterials go on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, antibacterial wipe. Yes, yes. He gave me antibiotics (laughs) that I've been taking over the past few days. So that might have had something to do with it. And maybe it just would have gone away on its own. But probably it's from the practitioner. Hard to say. I think it's from the practitioner. Would would you revise any of your rankings? No, I don't think so. 
Yeah, no, I think I feel about the same. I mean, I could say like it's a little less dangerous if everyone runs into Julio, but I have a feeling I lucked out. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for our show. But that's not it for Max Fun Week. No. No. Go listen to all the other shows. You know, if you haven't listened to like Throwing Shade or Judge John Hodgman or Jordan Jesse Go or My Brother, My, my brother, brother, and my brother and Me, these are Wham, Bam, Pow. good effing shows. Go enjoy them. Try enjoy them Max Fun Week. At least once. See, you know, maybe they'll grab you and you'll be like, oh, I've got a new favorite show. Yeah. Sawbones. Sawbones is great. Especially, I think our listeners especially would like yeah, Sawbones. Yeah, definitely. There's it. a lot of overlap there. So, yeah, sign up, and then not only do you get all of those other shows, but you get bonus content for them as well. Yeah, so please, please support us, and thank you for your ongoing support by being listeners. You guys are awesome. And actually, this month is our fourth anniversary of our Becoming a Show. Hey, high five. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. March of 2011 we started. It was March 11th. We are four years old. We can walk and talk and everything. And now we've been with Maximum Fun for just over a year. Woo! It's been a good year. And we found so many fun new listeners. So thank you, all of you who already support us, who listen to our show. Uh, We're looking forward to more adventures. So that is it for our show. Our theme music is written by Brian Keith Dalton. Our producer and co-editor is Ian Kramer. And you can support us, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. You can also find us on Facebook.com forward slash OnRack. O-N-R-A-C. And remember, in the wise words of Mary Baker Eddy, the blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. have nothing to do with life. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.